Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, November 17th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The military moves service members and their families around. A lot. Inflation and a turbulent housing market are making relocation more difficult. This was the worst move I've ever experienced. And I was just like, is it because we were coming from overseas? No, that's not it. Now, some families are considering if it's best to leave the military altogether. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt will have that story in just a few minutes. Missouri Republican Senator Roy Blunt is supporting a bill aimed at protecting same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. He voted in favor of the Respect for Marriage Act yesterday in a procedural maneuver in the U.S. Senate. Blunt says an amendment would protect religious institutions against retaliation if they don't agree with same-sex marriage. He also says, quote, it's better for Congress to clarify these issues than for federal judges to make these decisions. Missouri's other Republican senator, Josh Hawley, voted against the bill. Momentum for the Respect for Marriage Act grew after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The five regional airports in the St. Louis region are making significant investments over the next few years. That includes fixing runways and taxiways for an anticipated increase in flight traffic. John Bales is the director of the Spirit of St. Louis Airport in Chesterfield. We're just starting our master plan, and that's our roadmap for the future. It's going to guide several very important projects. Uh, One is widening and strengthening of our north runway. Bale says that will be necessary to handle air traffic when the airport starts work on its main runway. Directors of the region's airports shared their plans during a forum yesterday. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating Missouri for unnecessarily placing adults with serious mental illnesses into skilled nursing facilities. The investigation is under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The department is looking into whether the adults should have been provided alternatives like supportive housing and assertive community treatment. It also wants to know if the state's use of guardianship is leading to more people being institutionalized in skilled nursing facilities. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark with the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division says, quote, People with disabilities have too often been unlawfully isolated in institutions and stripped of their autonomy. State officials are aware of the investigation. Two apartment buildings catering to homeless people are opening in North St. Louis. In fact, they opened this week. The nonprofit Doorways built a 50-unit apartment complex in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood for homeless people living with HIV and their families. Doorway's CEO, Opal Jones, says homelessness in the region is still on the rise. 50 units is a drop in the bucket. There is a growing problem with homelessness in St. Louis. We're proud to be able to offer this, but we know that much more needs to be done. In the Greaterville neighborhood, St. Patrick Center is opening an apartment building with 24 units for homeless people who served in the military or recently sought care at the hospital. Many Americans are coping with high inflation and haywire housing costs. Military members and their families are no exception. It's been especially difficult for those moving to new posts. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports how military families' quest for suitable housing has become more complicated. 
The past year has been a whirlwind for Lisa Karoma and her family of five. Her husband, who's in the army, received orders last fall that his station was changing from Camp Humphreys in South Korea to Fort Carson in Colorado Springs. This was the worst move I've ever experienced. And I was just like, is it because we were coming from overseas? No, that's not it. The conditions in America, I feel like what we were walking into, we just were ill-prepared for. Karoma says housing on post at Fort Carson was full, and they had to stay at a hotel while they searched for a permanent place to live. She says it took about a month to find suitable housing. We were in a rush at this point because we're racking up hotel bills, breakfast, lunch, and dinner because you're in a hotel for a family of five. So we're like, whatever it is, we'll take it. But they made compromises. Karoma says the rental property where she's now living costs more than the allowance her husband receives from the army each month for housing. All in all, she estimates her family spent about $10,000 out of pocket on the move. Had I known that, we would have prepared better. So we're using credit cards, which we still haven't caught up on those credit card bills. Woo. So we're chipping at that. Karoma's experience moving in the past year is hardly unique. A September survey from Blue Star Families found military families are spending more time and more money to find a place to live when they change duty stations. Kimberly Gold is one of the study's authors and says moving for reassignment is already a challenge that military families embrace. But to now hear that military families are using the words dismal and nightmare, as a recurring theme, it, it bothers me. It bothers me so much. About half of the 2,200 families surveyed reported spending more than 20 days in temporary housing. The Defense Department only covers 14 of those days. Once they find a place to live, families reported spending an average $336 per month more than the military housing allowance on just rent or a mortgage, not including utilities. When you're spending more money on one thing, you have less money for anything else. Chesare Galvin directs justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion for armed forces housing advocates. She says challenges with housing costs can cascade and hit other parts of a military family's budget, like food. Which doesn't just affect the families, but then it turns around and affects the military because if you're worried about whether or not your kids got to eat this morning, you're not focusing on your job. Gold with Blue Star Families says other things going by the wayside are trips to friends and family or even household belongings because families have had to downsize. They're sacrificing all of these little things that make life just a little sweeter. Why are we to the point that now we're sacrificing seemingly everything. The Defense Department did issue a temporary increase to the military's basic allowance for housing this September in some markets where rents have ballooned. But those only apply in 28 places across the country. Colorado Springs, where Lisa Caroma's family lives, isn't one of them. She says the strain from this move has her asking her husband if he can retire from the Army sometime soon. I never want to do this again. I'm tapping on his back every day. When? When are you getting out? I hate it. Karoma says she and her husband deeply appreciate what the military has afforded their family, and they don't necessarily want him to leave. But she says they need more support from the Army for it to make sense. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. That story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Before wrapping up, 
thousands of fans braved the wind and the cold last night as they celebrated the first game at St. Louis's new soccer stadium. The exhibition match at City Park featured the development team St. Louis City 2 and Bear Leverkusen from Germany. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin was there. Ryan Murphy is at his seat early. He's in the first row down near one corner of the field, a few feet from the turf. And once I heard St. Louis finally get a team, I was like, I got to jump on the season ticket, so put in and here we are. I'm excited and I can't wait. The visiting team scores the first goal at City Park and the second and the third, but you'd hardly know that out in the steep bleachers at one end of the field. Clayton Kolkmeyer is in the front row with a megaphone leading the cheers. If we're, if we're hitting a low spot, we need to you know pick up the beat, get the, the driving chance going. If we're up three, four goals, we're just having a good time having a party here. So it's just feeling the game, feeling the flow, that kind of thing. The home team never does score this night, but Joe Noman says the fans still have a job to support the team. They play their hearts out for us, so all we can do is come out and, and support them and then clap them on and cheer them on. And If we show up and keep supporting it, the sky's the limit. St. Louis Soccer Club plans to play its first Major League match at City Park in 2023. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report from Jeremy. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.